You're listening to Audio Theater in a Darker Shade. This is DarkerProjects.com. Now our feature presentation. Morning, Director Cross. Did you sleep well? Yes. Yes, quite well indeed. Would you care for any coffee, Miss Jones? It's Colombian blend. No, thank you, sir. You're certain? I had it flown in last night. Yes, sir, but thank you all the same. You're lost. You know, I've come out here every morning for the last ten years and watched the ocean. Rain or shine, every morning, without fail. It's quite tranquil, don't you think, Miss Jones? I wouldn't know, sir. I was raised in the heartland. I've always seen the ocean as kind of intimidating. Hmm. It can be intimidating. But wondrous at the same time. Taste the air. Feel the mist hitting your face. Yes, very wondrous. But it's all wrong, isn't it? Sir? This world, this earth, it's not ours. Not truly. It may look like our home in every way, but deep down inside... I can feel the difference. According to the reports I've read, this is as much the Earth as our Earth is, sir. It was formed at the same time as our world. It has the same orbit. Indeed, everything about this solar system is identical to the one we came from. I know. The second Earth was found over a century ago. By James Kurt during his five-year mission. Quite right. Back then, most of Earth's population had been decimated by virulent plague. Billions were dead. Only the children were immune. (laughs) At least they were until they came of age, and then died as well. Wasn't it Leonard McCoy who found a cure for the plague? Yes, he was. But it still took the Starfleet Medical Corps a good twenty years to completely eliminate all traces from the plague from the atmosphere. Ironic, is it not? That another plague would force equity to turn this world into our base of operations. Our own Earth, under our own laws and commands. Still, I very much doubt you came here to hear me wax nostalgic. You have something to report? Yes, sir. We've started receiving reports from our agents in the field, sir. Ah, yes. The test. And what do they say? So far, everything has worked out exactly as planned, sir, down to the finest detail. Excellent. Yes, this is very good news indeed. What is the timetable for the second phase of the test? Dr. Saxon wants us to go over the data before we move on to phase two. Hmm, yes, a wise move. It was the previous director's impatience that brought about the cataclysm. Everything must be right before we make our move this time. There is something else. Go on. One of our agents in Starfleet has reported that the Federation has launched a new ship. 
They're calling it the Enterprise. Enterprise? Yes, sir. NCC 1701F, to be exact. <laughs> Does their audacity know no limits? What else can you tell me? Not much, sir. Just that it's captained by one Rupert Trask. Rupert Trask? <laughs> oh, my dear Rupert. Oh, you've come out of hiding. Long last. You know him, sir? Indeed. Quite well, in fact. General Edwards was preparing to deal with this other enterprise. He's just waiting on your word. Tell him to stand down. I want no action taken against the new enterprise. Sir? The time is not right. If we eliminate the enterprise, we'll incite the Federation. We're not ready to move yet. Have Edwards keep track of the Enterprise for now. However, he is to take no action against it. At once, sir. Dismissed. <sighs> Rupert Trask. <laughs> oh, this should make things quite interesting indeed. Space, the Lost Frontier. The United Federation of Planets has been decimated by a catastrophe of galactic proportion. Once great empires have fallen into ruin or faded into the winds of history. In the wake of devastation, new factions arose ruled by ruthless criminal guilds or opportunistic corporations. But the tattered remnants of Starfleet have one last chance to rise from the ashes and unite the Federation once more. Captain's Log, Fall Date 010.31 Starfleet Command has ordered the Enterprise to investigate the fate of the Klingon Empire. The last contact Starfleet had was 14 years ago. At the time, the infection was on countless worlds throughout the Empire. Chancellor Korg ordered the borders of the Empire closed to all outside traffic and cut communications. No one has been in or out of Klingon space in all those years. In the meantime, I have assigned Chief Hen to rectify a problem that has recently come to my attention. Come in. Uh, Chief, good to see you. Captain? Please, have a seat. What were you able to find out? I did what you asked personally. I didn't think it would be a good idea if I gave it to one of my subordinates. 
if they found something, the next thing you know is they'd tell someone else, and then sooner or later, Mr. Winfred would find out. And Yes, uh, thank you for your foresight in this matter. However, were you able to find out anything? Took a while. To be honest, I had no idea what I was looking for. Then I came across this. What am I looking at? That is a new source code, unlike anything that has ever been part of a starship's computer before. It allows a specific person to override ship commands at a given point, and it's hardwired right into the heart of the Enterprise's computer. So, basically what you're saying is that anytime Mr. Winfred doesn't like something I'm doing or a situation we're in, he can effectively take command of the ship. Not exactly. Yes, he can take command away from you. But only in certain cases. From what I've come to understand of this code, he can only override you in cases involving the infection. He did tell me he had standing orders to eradicate the infection under any circumstances. And these new subroutines will allow him to do just that. Yes, sir. And I should point out, it will also allow him to order the complete destruction of the ship, should the affection somehow get aboard. Makes me wonder about our mission out here. Is Starfleet really interested in patching up the Federation? Or are they just trying to make sure the infection is really gone for good? Looks that way sometimes. Is there any way we can... I don't know... override the subroutines? I thought you might ask me that, so I looked into it. The simple answer is no. Or rather, not at this time. The subroutines are so integrated with the ship's systems that if I were to try and remove or change them, there is every chance I could cripple the ship or worse. Well, keep at it. Maybe in time we'll find a way to get around this. I'm not willing to let Mr. Winfred arbitrarily wipe out anything he feels could be a threat without just cause. I'll keep you apprised of my work. Thank you, Chief. Dismissed. Sid, please tell me you didn't invite him to our poker game. I did. Why? What's wrong with Mac? Yes, he's not so bad once you get to know him. The guy's a living legend. Yeah, and that's the problem, Zog. He never lets you forget it. Meaning what exactly, Liam? Mac's a friggin' name-dropping blowhard, Talok. I knew Jimmy Kirk. I met Picard. I was at the Battle of Wolf 359. I escaped from Ruapenthe. I was at the first contact between the Vulcans and humanity. Christ. He'll probably claim he fought against Khan in the Eugenic Wars, and then take one of the playing cards and fling it against the bulkhead for an encore. Come on, Liam. If you'd seen all that history, you'd probably talk about it too. Not to the point of that nauseam. Have you ever seen the way he walks? All tense as if he's expecting an attack at any moment? Considering where he has been the last few years, that is understandable. However, I found it odd when crew member Kalita said he looked... hot. Hot? I have to admit, I did not understand her at first. 
When I met Mac, he did not seem uncomfortably warm at all. <laughs> she meant he was good looking. You know, easy on the eyes. All that in a bag of latinum chips, as the humans used to say. What does a bag of latium chips have to do with this? It's another way of saying someone's, well, good looking. Nice to look at. I see. I would have to say that that would be my conclusion as well after meeting him. He is quite nice to look at. Oh, wait a minute here. What do you mean by that? What do I mean by what? He is asking if you find Mac to be all that and a bag of latinum chips. I see. Well, he is not unagreeable to look at. Indeed, quite nice, as I said before. Ah, you like him. That is not what I said. Oh, yes you did. In that vague Vulcan dismissal sort of way. I think you like him, Tilak. And if I did, Liam, would that be a problem for you? I could care less. I'm a married man. I got a wife and kids waiting for me back on Earth. I think if you like the guy, you should go for it. Vulcans do not go for it, Mr. Zog. Our courtship procedures are a great more complex than other species. Besides, Mac has asked me to give him a tour of the ship tomorrow. He has? Indeed. He said something about this giving us a chance to know one another better. I am afraid my shift on the bridge is due to start. This game has been an interesting experience. I should like to play again at some point. We have a game every Tuesday. Until then. So, did you see that? I'd have to be blind not to notice it. What are you talking about? Just the way you clammed up the minute Tulak started talking about Mac. And you got all tensed up when she said she was giving him a tour tomorrow. <laughs> got a soft spot for the Vulcan girl, do we? I do not. I think you do, pal. I saw the way you were looking at her when she left. I have no feelings for Talok. If you say so. But you might want to act sooner than later now that Mac is around. He might be a blowhard, but some girls get into that. Yeah, after all, she did say she found him not unagreeable to look at. Right, now listen here, mate. All hands to battle stations. Captain Trask to the bridge. Come on, Sid. Duty calls. My, my. All alone with a table full of gold-pressed latinum chips. Whatever will I do with them all? Hmm? <laughs> Report. We've detected a ship drifting along our current course. Sensors indicate it's Klingon. Life signs? Inconclusive at this time. We're entering a region of heavy stellar radiation, Captain. Any complications, Mr. Winfred? By the Charter of the Federation and Klingon Alliance, we are to render any aid to any Klingon ship in distress. And if this ship should show any signs of active infection, would you be within your right to destroy this ship? That is... 
That is sort of a grey area, Commander. A grey area? <clears throat> Assuming the Alliance is still considered active by the Klingons, then yes, I would be within my rights. And if the Klingons don't? It would be considered an act of war. Oh, this sounds like it could be fun. Well, let's hope your hand won't be forced in this. Sid, take us into transporter range. Already on it, Captain. Good man. We're getting a better fix on the ship, Captain. It looks like an old-style D-7 cruiser. D-7? I thought the Empire retired the last of those decades ago. Perhaps they brought them out of the mothballs, as we did with our older ships. It's quite possible. Open hailing frequencies. Channel open, sir. This is Captain Trask of the Federation Starship Enterprise to Klingon Vessel. Nothing, sir. Are you still not picking up life signs to lock? Still inconclusive, sir. However, there does seem to be life support on board. Any sign of the infection? Not that I am detecting, sir. Commander, assemble an away team and investigate. Aye, sir. Liam, Sid, you're with me. Mac, meet us in transporter room two. Not picking up anything, and there's something interfering with the tricorders. The stellar radiation? No, the radiation wouldn't penetrate the hull. There seems to be some kind of sensor scattering field operating somewhere. Which means someone doesn't want us to know they're here. You don't know that for certain, Liam. No, but it's a good guess. <sighs> Did you have to bring that thing? I like to keep it around for... personal encounters. Uh, good thing no one's wearing a red shirt on this team. Right, we'll spread out. Sid, Mac, make your way to the bridge. Liam, you're with me. Let's get moving. Would I be right in thinking that you've been in one of these tugs before? One or two in my day. Why? Oh, just a wild shot in the dark. Is there anything we should be keeping our eyes out for? Something that's not in the handsbook about these ships? Like secret compartments. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. You get a problem with something, Ensign? Me? A problem? Well, of course not. Sir. Good. Keep it that way. We got a job to do. The bridge is down here. Let's go. Yes, sir. And stop calling me sir. I'm not a Starfleet officer. Just the hired help. Whatever you say, Mac. Lead on. I can see we're gonna get along well. I got the tricorders working, but only for a few feet at best. Whatever scattering the field is very powerful. I'm adjusting mine to the same setting. I think you should have sent me along with Mac instead of Sid, Commander. Why? 
Because Sid's got a thing for Tlock, and it looks like she might have a thing for Matt. But, how did... <laughs> I'm the first officer of the Federation's flagship. Or I should be its captain. It's my job to notice these things. So, why did you pair them up? Because I need to know if there's going to be a problem between the two of them. On a starship, we all depend on one another to stay alive. We can't afford to have some petty schoolboy egos bumping into one another. And if there's a problem? Then I'll have to... We got something. Just around the next bend. Ready when you are. By the Prophets. By the Prophets, indeed. What the hell happened here? A massive fight from the look of things. I'm picking up the remains of at least 17 different clean-on bodies. And all cut up. <sighs> Doesn't anyone use phasers anymore? At least that's tidy. Commander! What is it? This one here. It's not Klingon. It's Kazon. The Kazon? But the Kazon are on the other side of the galaxy in the Delta Quadrant. It would take them decades to get here. We're a bit at a loose end to explain that ourselves. We've detected at least a good dozen Kazon bodies scattered all over the ship. You should see what it's like up here on the bridge. It's a bloodbath. This doesn't make any sense. What are the Kazon even doing here? Have you found out anything else? Sid's been doing an analysis of the ship's main computer. He uncovered some event that the Klingons are calling the Catastrophe. They may be talking about the infection. I don't think so, sir. They make mention of the infection several times. From what I gather, this Catastrophe is a separate event all its own. But what is it? What's happening? Something is jamming the away team's transmission, sir. Who? Unknown, sir. Sir, several Klingon ships are decloaking all around us. Maybe now we'll get some answers. Open a channel. Ray shield. Damage report. Drive systems, weapons, and shields are offline. We're drifting. Hull bridges on decks 9, 10, and 14. Power and life support are out on decks 3 through 7. Damage control parties are responding. Why the hell are the Klingons firing on us? We're their allies. I don't know. To lock, open hailing frequencies. No need, sir. The Klingons are hailing us. On screen. This is Captain Trask of the Federation Starship Enterprise. I know who you are, Captain. We've been tracking your ship since you violated our borders. I am Korg, Lord Emperor of the Klingon Empire. You will surrender and prepare to be boarded. Otherwise, I will destroy your ship here and now. You have been listening to Star Trek, The Lost Frontier, Episode 5, The Fallen Empire. Featured in the cast were Mark Brzee as Rupert Trask, Laura Post as Kate Niles, David Alt as Andrew Winfred, Ellie Hirschman as Zog, Ben Harmer as Liam Kincaid, Lucian Dodge as Sid Kirk. 
Janine Yamanaka as Talak. Mark Kalita as Mac. MJ Cogburn as Angelina Jones. Carl Puder as Emperor Kord. And Seth Adam Schur as Director Cross and the announcer. This episode was written and directed by Eric Busby. Post-production by Eric Busby. This has been a Darker Projects production. Visit us on the web at www.darkerprojects.com.